Thank you for investing your time in a Duncan's From the Field podcast series. We hope you are getting a ton of value from each episode. Today's episode is pulled from a recent podcast we did with Matt Hollerun of Top Advisor Marketing. I hope you enjoy. Welcome to Top Advisor Marketing, where you will learn how to become a prolific online influencer, attract more ideal clients, and grow your practice. Brought to you by Top Advisor Podcasting, a done-for-you podcasting solution built just for trusted advisors. And now, your co-hosts of Top Advisor Marketing, Kirk Lowe and Matt Halloran. Hello and welcome to episode number 62 of the Top Advisor Marketing Podcast. This podcast is coming to uh, to all of you in a very organic manner. Duncan McPherson and I were talking about doing a podcast, and as we got into the conversation, we realized, you know what, uh, let's just jump right into the podcast itself. So uh, Duncan's been on the road and he's uh, calling from his car, but Man, we were already rolling, and we thought that it'd be great to just push record and get this rolling. So my guest today is Duncan McPherson, President and CEO of Pareto Systems. He's worked with top advisors all over North America for the last 20 years. Very, very active on LinkedIn. If you have not connected with Duncan yet on LinkedIn, please make sure that you do. Just type in Duncan McPherson in your LinkedIn search, and he will pop right up. And he's also the author of Advisor Playbook, one of the most sought-after books on the market when it comes to being a financial advisor. I'm really excited to have Duncan on the show. So, Duncan, welcome to the show. Yeah, excellent. Well, Matt, thanks. I've been looking forward to this, not just because of your uh, reputation, but also your command for uh, the industry is dealing with uh, and what it's going to look like in the next three to five years. So, thanks very much for having me on, and I'm looking forward to this. And that pre-call that we had, very, very enlightening, and to your point, I want your community to sort of envision this like a consultation, not a lecture, not a data dump of content, but more of an actionable process. And to your point about the philosophy and the process, you know, what we're finding in my interactions with some very high caliber advisors is that these advisors have completely shifted from a mindset of salesmanship to stewardship. Mm -hmm. People try to sell something. They ask you to buy something. A consultant asks you to buy into something. They attract, they don't chase, and that, that to me is absolutely essential as part of decommoditization. Your second point about process, I don't want this to come off as a, a pep talk or a fireside chat. I want this to be actionable for your community so they can translate it into results. Mm-hmm. And we will make some resources available through you that your community can access if they don't want to reinvent the wheel. Oh, well, we we will absolutely take any of those that you will give. You just said you talk about having your advisors not chase, but attract. Talk to me about that attraction. Well, let's begin with the proverbial end in mind. Okay. As Stephen Covey would say. So what is it that every advisor strives to achieve? That is a collection of relationships with advocates. Mm-hmm. Not, not this cobbled together business of customers and clients. Mm-hmm. So, so customers dabble with a financial advisor. They think it's a good idea to do, do business with two or three different people. Clients tend to empower one person fully, but they don't introduce friends and family members. They might endorse the advisor and say nice things, 
but they don't really go out of their way the way an advocate does. And you see, an advocate literally will contact their financial advisor and ask him or her to speak to a friend or a family member. Mm -hmm. They make the introduction. So they're not just an advocate for the advisor and his or her process. They're an advocate for a friend. They, they feel they're doing the friend a disservice by not making the introduction. That's what you're striving for. Mm -hmm. And that is not generally accomplished through salesmanship, okay? It's accomplished through stewardship and building and nurturing a relationship, and that is engineered. Mm -hmm. and, and that is absolutely non-optional because of the commoditization in the industry. So to your point, the key is don't go out and try to convince somebody. Work very, very professionally with the people who are already convinced and then show them how to convince people on your behalf because they'll do a much better job anyway. So now, that, that's, in essence, what I was referring to. There. Right. Duncan, now you do an amazing job of this on social media. You are consistently putting out great thought leadership. You're inviting conversation. But one of the reasons why you're so good at that is because you have a very, very specific and defined brand and brand message. Now, when we were talking before we started recording, you had said that there was an evolution that happened. Would you tell everybody what that evolution is? Well, the evolution is really driven by a number of forces. One of them is the incredible emphasis on what it is a financial advisor costs mm -hmm. instead of what they're worth. So it's like Warren Buffett said, price is what you pay, value is what you get. Mm -hmm. And many advisors are sort of on their back foot playing defense, reacting to this fee compression negotiating their value to make a sale or to get a new client and actually undermining themselves and, and really sort of engineering their own commoditization. I tell my clients, don't negotiate your value. Just simply differentiate so that people understand and appreciate what you're worth, not what you cost. And I know that sounds oversimplified, but that really is engineered. Well, let's talk about that engineering process. So, how, how does one differentiate themselves with brand new clients or existing clients? Well, first of all, if you look down the road, the velocity of commoditization, it's not going to let up. It's going to continue. And, you know, if you think about artificial intelligence, right, the robo-advisor, what it's missing is emotional intelligence and all the behavioral elements of a long-term relationship built on trust. Now, of course, intense volatility reveals why that is important. And critical life events create these unmet needs that put a bigger emphasis on the relationship. But the bottom line is too many advisors subconsciously have drifted into a pattern where their clients now focus on products, pricing and performance. And that is not a good relationship. A good relationship with a client is a client who appreciates and has a relationship with the people, the practice, and the process. It's a good fit. There's an alignment of interest, and there is a complete appreciation for what it is the advisor does and the value they provide to a client now and into the future. So let's talk about communicating that value, that process. Part of that is marketing, and part of that is branding. It's how are you setting yourself apart from the other advisors down the street. Because uh, from where I'm at right now, Duncan, I, I don't know about you, 
Uh, but I know that you were just driving. I don't know how many financial advising offices you drove by, but I can throw a rock to about six from where I am right now. So how do you talk to your clients, your financial advisors, the top guys that you work with all over the world, all over North America, about differentiating themselves? Let's talk about that. Yeah, so, and just so everybody knows, we're, we're going to shift here shortly from sort of talking about talking about things to actual implementation. Mm-hmm. But I think it's really key that everybody is in sync with us, okay, Matt? So let me just spend a moment, and, and you're totally right. I mean, many advisors are swimming in that proverbial pool of sameness mm-hmm. for many reasons. One of them is because of their understatement and their humility and their desire to not come off like a broker mm-hmm. selling something. And what happens is they end up becoming their own best kept secret where clients don't fully understand and appreciate their panoramic and all encompassing value. And a metaphor that uh, I often use in presentations is I talk about the Hoover Dam. Okay. So there's two ways to look at the Hoover Dam. You can sit in a boat floating in the water that's being held back by the dam. And it's quite frankly, anticlimactic because all you're looking at is essentially a curb and some intake turbines. But then when you swing around from the lakeside to the riverside and you look up at that 700 feet of secret, you realize the magnitude Mm -hmm. of what that thing is. And my point there as a metaphor is that many advisors clients are on the lakeside and I want them to swing those clients around So they fully and completely appreciate what's there. And to your point, that is communication, but more by branding. You see, marketing is often transactional and campaign driven, and it's asking you to buy something. Branding is often around asking you to buy into something. Mm -hmm. So, so said another way, marketing is what you say. Branding is what they hear. It's what they internalize. And their ability to internalize your value has a profound impact on their ability to socialize that value and then become that advocate. So this is where we can start to shift into a little bit more granular conversation about how that is actually accomplished. Fantastic. Well, you lead on this, man. I'm going to follow. So go right ahead. Yeah. So I want you to think that you, you really have two primary addressable audiences here. There are new relationships that you'll engage and interact with people who are, who don't have a real frame of reference for you. These are the prospective clients that you're going to meet through your fit process and then onboard to become a client. That's one addressable audience. Then you have your existing clients who have drifted into this pattern of familiarity and maybe even loyalty fatigue where they don't really understand or appreciate your value, but they like and trust you. Mm -hmm. The beauty about this process here is it applies to both. Okay. So let's, let's first talk about the concept of a brand new relationship. Okay. What I want you to do is I want you to develop and refine a process that enables you to onboard a new client and fast track them to advocate status. You're at a very high level of referability early in a relationship because it is so fresh. Now, Matt, for your audience, I will make some videos available to go on a deeper dive Mm. into this called total client engagement. How to engage with a client fully. 
This is completely proven, actionable, just add water. And I'll make these videos available to you that you can make available to anybody that checks in with you. Awesome. Thank you. Uh, and request that. So how do we do this? Now, I want everybody to remember, when you meet with a brand new prospective client that you're going to onboard, you have three goals. Goal number one is validation. Goal number two is contrast. And goal number three is fast-tracking to advocacy, but having them come to their own conclusions about what that means, okay? So this is the process. And I don't want you to be misled by the simplicity, but it starts as part of your onboarding process with a very professional agenda and having what we refer to as a personal financial organizer. So a personal financial organizer is, in essence, the most impressive binder you've ever seen. Hmm. Now, let me stop for a second. Two things. Number one, if you don't want to reinvent this wheel either, we've got this thing down to a science. We've cracked mm -hmm. this code. Just check in with us and we'll tell you exactly how it's done. We'll show you how to deploy this. Number two, when I say a binder, don't get faked out because you might be thinking, okay, binders are a little bit, uh, you know, antiquated. There's new stuff. There's technology. The, the, the PFO is not designed to replace technology. But you have to remember, the more technology creeps into our lives, the more the human touch matters. Mm -hmm. You see, technology paints you into the robo-advisor hand because it's not proprietary. I can get that technology somewhere else. What I can't get somewhere else is your client experience that's centered as a hub with this personal financial organizer. And let's not forget, if you're going to tell the world that you have a process, it really helps to actually have one, <laughs> right? And yeah. this PFO demonstrates it's something I can feel in my hands. You're shifting mm -hmm. from vapor to paper. Vapor is the digital and the abstract. Paper is the tangible, the conceptual, and it really has a profound impact, okay? So the PFO is... The, the hub for helping you position yourself with a new client as that personal, you know, CFO, right? The complete family office. It helps with the validation, the contrast, and that advocacy. Now, let me explain this. Validation is key because that new client was probably introduced to you by an ally, right? A strategic partner mm -hmm. or an existing client. You want that new client to go back to that rainmaker and say, wow, thank you for introducing me to your financial advisor. She's incredible. Mm -hmm. Okay. This is accomplished through this process. Secondly, contrast. You see, a new client's frame of reference is the advisor they just left. Mm -hmm. Okay. So if you want to help a new client fire their current financial advisor, this is how it's done right here and how you differentiate from anybody else they might w meet with. And then that, that fast-tracking to advocacy, here's how it's done. So as you're onboarding the client, you talk about your client experience. It's right on the agenda, a bullet that says our client experience. You pull up this beautiful binder and you say, look, you know, there are many digital resources that we're going to make available, many of which that you expect is just typical in this type of relationship. What you're probably not expecting is this personal financial organizer and you open it up and you simply say, this is the hub of our relationship. 
every strategy and tactical meeting that we have, we'd like you to bring this with you. Any really critical documentation that we generate is going to find itself a home inside this personal financial organizer. So let me just take you on a tour of this. Hmm. And you start walking it through, walking the new client through the PFO. And I'll just give you a couple of tabs. There's literally, in many cases, 15 to 20 tabs, but I'll, I'll give you a, a little sort of overview on a handful. First of all, I want you to have a listing of every single service you provide. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay? So it's interesting, Matt. I'll, I'll say to an advisor, I'll say, how many things do you do for a client over the lifetime of the relationship? Mm. And they'll say, well, a lot. Mm-hmm. I say, well, a lot is pretty vague, <laughs> and it's also not proprietary. Right. I want you to tell me that you'll do 115 things for a client over the life of the relationship. Mm-hmm. Okay? So if you get all of those 115 things out of your head and documented into a document that goes behind this tab explaining your process, and you simply show the client, you simply say, look, there are many things here as part of our process that aren't relevant to you today, but as your life unfolds and your needs evolve, critical life events will occur that will render your current financial plan obsolete, but our process will address the next pieces of the puzzle. And you simply walk through it. Hmm. And the 115 things you do for a client are typically framed and supported by six drivers. Okay? Wealth management, risk management, tax, estate, cash, right? Debt, Mm -hmm. and philanthropy. Mm -hmm. Now, the premise is you're not a wealth manager. Wealth management is part of your process. You're not a broker of insurance, but risk management is part of your process. Mm-hmm. You're not an accountant, but tax and engaging a tax specialist is part of your process. And on it goes. So you're simply future pacing the relationship saying part of our process is that as your life progresses, this is fluid and dynamic. It's panoramic and all encompassing. We'll put every piece of the puzzle together. So you'll always have the complete picture. Now, Duncan, That's do you the have them? Process. Do you have them name the process? Well, every advisor we work with refers to it as a process. Okay. About fifty percent of our clients actually give their process an identity. Okay, good. Okay. A personality. Okay. Now, have so you it's found? Like, it's, it's like it's like having an Intel Inside sticker on the computer. Sure. Okay. It's powered by the process. Now, do you prefer that 50% who names it, or does that not matter as much? Well, if you think about it this way, Matt, there's the messenger, and then there's the message. Mm -hmm. Most of, you know, the advisors I meet are phenomenal messengers. They're Mm -hmm. skilled. They have the qualities and intentions that you would expect, all the credentials. It's the messaging that we have to really refine and optimize. And for about 50%, they don't have to go to actually giving their process a name. They're just so good at what they do, but they do take it from abstract and commoditized Mm -hmm. to conceptual and proprietary by saying, this is our process. Mm -hmm. The people who have an identity and actually call it something, right? The swan formula, right? Sleep well at night, that type of thing. They're the, these are the advisors that are a little bit, a little bit more creative. They have a little bit more autonomy, but it's not an absolute that they have to actually call it something, aside from just saying, hey, this is a process that we have in place. 
So, Duncan, if I was an advisor and you were, let's take, if you don't mind, I'd like to take like the last 10 minutes of the podcast. Can you walk me through a little bit more of the process that you take our community through to help them uncover and discover some of these items that you've been talking about today? Well, our process is linked and sequential. It's incremental. It builds on itself. Mm -hmm. We kind of refer to it as building the bridge as we process, uh, cross it. But the really essential component around our alignment with an advisory team is driven by our gap analysis. Okay. Every single relationship starts with a gap analysis where we pop the hood to enable us both to ensure and that that process reveals where the untapped opportunities, the overlooked vulnerabilities, the unmet needs and the vein of gold exists. So when we do the gap analysis, that's where we really get in sync. And then we start chipping away at what those gaps are. Well, how do you uncover those gaps? And we, we don't have to, uh, I don't have to pretend to be a financial advisor here. Let's just walk through so our listeners can say, you know what, gosh, there might be a gap there, but I, I'd still like Duncan's team to take a look at this. Let's help me help our audience realize that they have these gaps. So what are some of the things that they should look for? Yeah. And don't let me forget to finish some of those points on the PFO, okay, because those are absolutely critical. Uh, I only just talked on, touched on one tab. There's a couple more I want to touch on. Okay. But the gap analysis operates on an assumption that there's nothing wrong with your business. I don't think in terms of, like, SWAT, right, strengths and weaknesses. The advisors that we work with, I mean, I've been saying for years, Matt, that the, the advisors who like us the most actually need us the least if you know what I mean, mm -hmm. they're very, very good, but they maybe drifted into a pattern of inertia confidence or they've hit a plateau. So the gap analysis is very diagnostic. It's, it's very common that we'll ask 20 or 25 uh, integrated questions that stem from all of our past relationships that just reveal, they become self-evident that these are minor adjustments. Mm-hmm that can lead to major improvements. And just so you know, most advisors we work with have between six to 10 gaps that we can address oh. in the first four to six months. All right. What is, what, is and, the, what is the gap you see the most? Well, the first that's generally the most relevant is the advisor's ability to articulate his or her value oh, yeah. in a way that, again, to our earlier points, will elevate how they are perceived and described to differentiate them from the pack. So we mm -hmm. have a process that helps them articulate value properly. You're preaching to the choir on that one, Duncan. That's that's the largest concern that when I had my, my coaching practice and in what we do at Top Advisor Marketing, I think there there isn't anywhere near enough of us out there to help advisors be able to figure out how to communicate their value succinctly, clearly, and in a motivational manner. Yeah, I agree. And and the key is it's not just about trying to uh, convince somebody and motivate them. It's about adding structure and mm -hmm. predictability to everything they do. I mean, if you think about wealth management, that's a process. Mm -hmm. Well, practice management is a process. Mm -hmm. Relationship management is a process. You can't wing it, any of it. It's got to be predetermined structured, can't reside in your head, and uh, it is perpetually 
refined and optimized over time. Mm-hmm. So, so I say to an advisor, if you invest the same amount of time with practice management and relationship management as you do on wealth management, well, then you're going to elevate. Sure. It's inevitable. Mm-hmm. Well, I love the fact that you highlighted that that value is one of the largest gaps that you attack right out of the gate. And before we jump back to the, the PFO, the, the personal financial organizer, and talking about a couple of those tabs, what about your process? So let's talk about Pareto systems just very quickly. So you do the gap analysis, and you had said these are some of the things that we might attack within the first X amount of months. How long is the normal engagement with you? If you don't mind, just let's give us a little bit of a, a, a user expectation of Pareto systems. Yeah, thanks. I appreciate that. And, and just right up front, I mean, just so you're, you're aware, it's bought, not sold. We don't try to convince somebody to do work with us. The gap analysis helps us determine the alignment of interest in the fit. So we basically go in with the expectation saying, look, we may not work together on a deeper dive, but this gap analysis, this critical path, of six to 10 actionables in and of itself will be valuable. So the gap analysis is typically about a one month interaction. Hmm. Uh, they fill out a questionnaire, they get everything out of their head. They talk to us about their aspirations and where they see themselves in the next three to five years. And then the, sh- the focus shifts to, well, what's going to undermine that? What's going to prevent you from getting to that goal? And a lot of that is about accountability and having a plan and a process and revealing and getting clarity on those six to 10 gaps. Mm -hmm. After we've done that, after about a month, we come to a fork in the road and we say, okay, here's your critical path. Here's your gaps. Do you want to implement them on your own? Or do you want to retain a professional and respectful nag who will hold you accountable to get this done? Mm -hmm. And, you know, for example, total client engagement, that process is typically four to six months based on how motivated the advisor is to allocate the time to get this done. And then after that four to six months, we come to another fork in the road. And the advisor might say, look, I'm good. Or they might say, hey, I want to go further because I want to, I want to start buying businesses or I want to start right-sizing and streamlining my business. And it creates another layer of addressable issues. Hmm. And so that could go another six months. But it's it's sequential and incremental. We don't say, hey, you're going to work with us for a year or two. Gotcha. You know, some people jump to that, but it's not necessary. Gotcha. I'm going to summarize some of this stuff, and then we're going to jump right in back into the personal financial organizer. So if you haven't been taking notes, which, of course, every time you listen to a Top Advisor Marketing podcast, you should have a yellow pad, your iPad, something around to take notes, because there's always these brilliant nuggets that our guests like Duncan have brought on. Today, we've been talking about how to really differentiate yourself within the the commoditized business that people seem to be running into. And what Duncan's talking about is how to separate yourself from that, not with just uh, new clients, but also with existing uh, clients, talking to them about what makes you different and unique, especially when it comes to the philosophy and the process. And so we've been skirting around some of these issues. He talked about the gap analysis. He's talked about, you know, what it's like to work with Pareto, uh, total client engagement, a lot of really good things, being an advocate, being having your clients be an advocate, how you're supposed to be a steward, how you break down each different 
part of what you do and you put that in your PFO, your personal financial organizer. And I love the fact that uh, Duncan said that there are probably over a hundred things that you do for your clients over the lifetime of this engagement. And if you take a moment, especially either with existing clients or with new clients to go over that, that really does open their eyes to what the relationship is, not what the different facets of that relationship are, including some of the transactional things you might have to do. Now, you said there's 15 to 20 different tabs on average with this personal financial organizer. Let's close with some of those other tabs that you've seen work very, very well with advisors, but not a lot of them highlight. Yeah, excellent. And the one thing I'll say on that, you know, 115, I mean, if what you do resides in your head, it's a quality skill or intention that's not proprietary to you. I can get it somewhere else. Mm -hmm. The moment it's documented, that is such a huge point of difference, number one. Number two, the moment you start to say that these are like pieces of a puzzle, but the process is like the picture, and as your life unfolds, it helps us put all the pieces together so you get the complete picture. Now I can only get that from you. I can get, the, I can get some of the 115 things somewhere else, but I'm so bought into your process. I don't feel like buying individual things. I just want to stay true to the process. Mm -hmm. That, to me, is like true north. Yeah, totally. That positioning and branding is huge. But back to your point about the other tabs. Like, I want you to have a tab that says assets held outside of the process. So, <laughs> you know, for example, you know, Matt, if I'm your advisor, I'm going to say, Matt, I'm, I'm your personal CFO, like your complete family office. You've got all these assets held outside of the process. So you got your, your vacation home, you've got this venture capital and all these other investments. Well, at some point in your life, there might be a liquidity moment where you monetize these and then bring them into the process. So let's put all those there. Mm-hmm huge, right? Yeah. Wow. Another tab, other service providers. You know, Matt, if I say to you, look, part of our process is to have a meaningful interaction with your CPA, your attorney, and any other service providers. I want them to understand the process that you and I are interacting with. You see, now the PFO becomes this incredible springboard or Trojan horse to get you introduced to other people who work with this advisor who could also become rainmakers for you, okay? Another uh, tab could be our value-added services. You know, for example, Matt, I could say to you, uh, Matt, part of our value-added service is that we will make ourselves available to be a sounding board for friends and family members that you have. This is a value-added service we offer to our clients. And their friends and family members don't need to become a client of ours to take advantage of this. If they're important to you, they're important to us. And I want to let you know that. You see, what you're doing there, so you're not pitching the idea of a referral as a favor you're asking of someone. You're positioning it as a service you're providing to someone. And what it reveals is they'll, they'll start talking to you about the people they might want to introduce to you. Well, there, what you do with that is you simply go through your introduction process. You explain why you do it, who you do it for, and how to make an introduction. You just professionalize the entire positioning around your introduction process. And I'm telling you, you know, the amount of advisors we work with who are already referable, yet don't get many referrals, when they make this adjustment, as one of my clients says, the fish jump in the boat. I mean, it's not even 
And they're never asking for referrals. They're just communicating their value in a way that's intuitive and incredibly compelling. Okay. Mm -hmm. So those videos, Matt, around total client engagement that I'll, I'll make sure we send to you that you can make available to your community. It goes into this in a lot more detail, but I, I, the, the third video is so incredibly key and I know we're running out of time, but I want to end with this. Once you lock this down and you get comfortable inter integrating this into your all encompassing process, I then want you to start introducing this in your strategy and tactical review meetings with an existing client. On that agenda, I want you to add a bullet that says raising the bar. Hmm. And I want you to simply take an existing client that you're meeting with, let's say as part of your quarterly review. And I would just simply say, hey, Matt, you know, as part of this review, I've added an item to the agenda because I've come to the realization, you know, I've got you know, a number of very good quality relationships, but I've also got a number of clients who are not aware of everything we do. So I just want to take a moment to raise the bar so you have the complete picture. And what I'm doing here is I'm effectively onboarding an existing client and I'm reintroducing myself to someone who has drifted into a pattern of familiarity mm -hmm. where they trust me, but they don't have the complete picture. Right. And Matt, I'm telling you, it is incredible if, if done effectively how an existing, like you, you can have a client 10 years who after going through this reframing, they say to an advisor, I had no idea you did all this. Like, finally, I actually understand what you do. Like, I've always loved you. You've always taken good care of us. <laughs> but now I really get it. Mm -hmm. And it's all centered with the PFO. I hope that, if nothing else, resonates with your community here as a starting point. And if they want to take a deeper dive and get into the real actionable components and add some real precision and predictability to this, start with those videos. Find me on LinkedIn, right? Duncan McPherson. I should pop right up. Mm -hmm. And then uh, we can take it from there. See, uh, see how deep you want to go. Yeah. Uh, tell everybody your website real quick. Well, LinkedIn is my hub, my portal, okay. uh, where I'm, I'm there virtually every day. So okay. just Duncan McPherson, okay. Pareto Systems on LinkedIn. Fantastic. Our website is ParetoSystems.com, P-A-R-E-T-O Systems.com. And, of course, Pareto is uh, because of the Pareto principle, right, the 80-20 mm -hmm. rule. Mm -hmm. And uh, we basically want an advisor to competitor-proof and replicate the 20% who generate 80% of the business. That's ultimately the objective there. Well, Duncan, thank you very much for your thought leadership today. This was fantastic. Well, likewise. I mean, you're doing a great job out there as well. And uh, I look forward to sharing this with our community. You did a, a stellar job in just uh, driving the conversation. And uh, let's do it again sometime. Absolutely. I'd love to have you back. I want to take a second before I, I wrap up today to highlight what Duncan just said there at the end, it's never too late to do this. All right. This is so incredibly vital. It doesn't matter if you've been in business for five years, 10 years, 20 years, 40 years with a good 
re-kajiggering with a good reframing, like he said, or in our words, a really good rebrand, even if it's distillation of your existing brand to make it into communication pieces that are something you can go back to your clients and change the way they perceive you and what you do by using something like a personal financial organizer uh, and what Duncan talked about today. We will make sure that these uh, the links to the videos for the total client engagement are in the show notes. I will also make sure that we post those all over social media. So for Duncan McPherson, Kirk Lowe, and myself here, Matt Halloran, at Top Advisor Marketing, thank you very much for listening today. This was episode number 62, How to Decommoditize Your Value with Duncan McPherson, President and CEO of Pareto Systems. And if you have not gotten the book yet, the Advisor Playbook, please make sure that you get that. So thank you very much. And we'll see you on the other side of the mic very soon. Are you ready to change the way you communicate with your clients? Are you tired of being the best kept secret in your area? Learn how to become a prolific online influencer, attract more ideal clients, and grow your business. Contact us today and see what the power of podcasting can do for your business. Click on the Contact Us link on our website at topadvisormarketing.com and set up a call to learn more. Follow us on LinkedIn and Facebook for more updates and information. Thank you for listening to this actionable podcast. We also post from the field videos weekly on Duncan's LinkedIn and Pareto Systems YouTube channel. And we post everything we do on our homepage at ParetoSystems.com. Make it a great day.